welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. Tumbles here and Crank and I have an extra special episode with none other than Kyle O'Grady's hiking partner in crime, Flossie. Now, I will take full blame uh, for not dropping the episode on Wednesday. That is usually our drop date. It's going to drop on Thursday. Apologies to all of our listeners. Flossie is a fascinating guy. He really had no experience doing overnight backpacking trips until he got onto the AT. Now, for us, we believe in kind of shakedown hikes and overnights and, you know, just getting ourselves physically and mentally prepared. Flossie just went out there. And I know a lot of people do that when they get onto their first long distance trail, but it always fascinates me and it always impresses the shit out of me. So well done, Flossie. Flossie is also an ultra runner, and we get to hear about that. And he just talks about his preparation for the PCT himself. So without further ado, all of our plugs are in the description as well as Flossie's social media. So go follow him. Awesome guy. And Floss, good luck on the Pacific Crest Trail with Kyle. And without further ado, here's the episode. All right, Flossie, welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. How are you this evening? Good. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic. It is a beautiful day down here in New Jersey. It is a beautiful day here in Vermont as well. Did you guys get snow? Yeah, we actually did get some snow. I think we got like three or four inches, honestly, um, yesterday. But um, all that snow has gone away now. Yeah, thank God. I mean, hello, yeah. April. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Adirondacks got nearly two feet. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, I The wow. high peaks, yeah, the high peaks got about two feet. I That's know, it was very, very unexpected. Yeah, ridiculous. Anyway. It's it's about you tonight, Flossie. So yes, thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for having me. Sure. So in our intro, we mentioned 2018 Appalachian Trail through hiker, Northville to Placid Trail, Foothills Trail. Uh, you've done an ultra marathon, and soon you are embarking on the PCT. Did we miss anything from your hiking resume? No, that sounds about right, but I actually am about to add one more thing to the resume. I'm actually in the middle of a challenge right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the 4 by 4 by 48 challenge. Is that Yeti? Mm-hmm. Does Yeti put that on? Um, do you do you know who David Goggins is? Oh, yes. yes. So yes, yes uh, <clears throat> David Goggins um created this challenge. So it must be completely insane. So please elaborate. So the four by four by 48, basically you have to hike four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Now you can take like cat nap. So you can sleep, Mm -hmm. but just as long as you can get those four miles in within the four hours. So there are 12 legs of the challenge. You split it up into like 12, I call them 12 legs. And at the moment I am actually on 
the 10th. I just did my 10th leg. So uh, I'm running off just uh, little to no sleep. So this should be a pretty interesting <laughs> podcast. Wow. Booms and adrenaline. That is absolutely fucking fantastic. And we did something similar. Uh, yeah. What was ours, Tumbles? And I honestly, I didn't make it. So... <laughs> Um, um that was what we did was through yeti yeti runs yes. um it was was it four miles i think it was four miles every four hours in 24 hours i think that's what it was yeah okay. so just a shorter version yeah yep and i and hated the night oh i was oh. miserable <laughs> On legs like six and seven, they just kicked my ass, honestly, because I had one, um, this was like, this was last night. I had a leg that was at midnight and a leg that was at 4 a.m. And I was trying to take like naps in between and it was so difficult to get out of bed. And we had just gotten that snow too. So it was, it was pretty cold. So it was, it was pretty tough to get through those legs, but I'm pretty glad yeah i did i've got um two legs to go so i'm pretty stoked so eight miles left what does your route look like are you working hills in there is it are you uh, running or are you just walking running yeah Yeah. how are you doing this so originally i wanted to make it even more of a challenge i wanted to do um a different i didn't want to do the same route twice i wanted to, to do a different route um for every leg, but it didn't work out that way. Just for convenience sake, honestly, on the, like for the midnight and the 4 a.m. legs, I've kind of just been doing the same route that's close to my house so I can get a little bit more sleep. Yeah, right. Um, But I'm mostly, I've been alternating between running and hiking. So I've just been running like, on the roads and then i've been also hitting some trails and that's when i'll just do hiking but yeah there's some there's some elevation in there oh good for you dude i mean you also when is your next round start at eight o'clock all right no wonder you wanted to change no worries about that (laughs) that's awesome yeah i should be sure to get you out of here so you can at least get 10 minutes of sleep hey hey, that's no problem i don't plan on sleeping uh i'm actually currently drinking a cup of coffee right now so i don't plan on sleeping till the till the end of it till it's done so excellent all right well we'll be rooting you on thank you guys you're welcome so i guess before any other question how did you get your name flossy so at the beginning of the Appalachian Trail, I was hiking with this girl, Courtney, and I'd always, we were hiking together for a while, and um, I'd always get to camp before her. I just, my pace was a little bit faster, but it happened like three or four times. She'd roll into camp, and I'd be flossing my teeth, and she was like, you know what, I'm just going to call you Flossy." And she was like, I like the way you dress. You got floss. So I'm going to call you flossy. Oh, and at term? first, at first, <laughs> at first I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be my trail name, but then I, I sat with it for like a week or so. And I was like, you know what? I'm flossy now. So 
I like once it. I, yeah. Once I told my mom my trail name was Flossy, then it was set in stone. <laughs> Bless her. I mean, is having floss, having floss is something? I, uh, these, uh, this slang, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Crank, have you know, heard like, this stuff? <laughs> it's like, it's like swag, you know, swag, I guess. Oh, okay. floss. <laughs> I'm going to start to use that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a dance too flossing i don't know if you've ever that's seen that. what we were thinking i think yeah yeah yes all right cool okay. all right so let's go back in time before the floss how did you get into hiking well i was um so i grew up in maine and i was 12 years old and my dad and some of his buddies invited me on a hike and it was in Baxter State Park um in Maine. Gotta do it. <laughs> and um it was Owl Mountain. And actually this was the first time I had ever seen Mount Katahdin. So for those of you who don't know, Mount Katahdin is the tallest mountain in Maine. And is it is also the northern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. So yeah, it was pretty cool kind of seeing Katahdin for the first time from Owl. And I just really enjoyed the experience. And I was invited on more hikes, just um, just day hikes. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, that was going to be my next question. So thank you for staying ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see how you would get hooked if Baxter State Park is your first hiking experience that is fantastic yeah i I fell in love with it for sure i love the area and then was the at your first long hike or had you done other through hike ish things prior to that the appalachian trail was my first long hike and it was actually the first night out there was my first ever backpacking trip so I had wow. not backpacked a day in my life before I got out there. Good for you. That's amazing. Wow. 2018 seems to have been the year for that. Um, Liz Kidder did the same thing. AT through hike, first long hike, first backpacking. So all you awesome YouTubers ended up doing like the same thing that year. That's fantastic. Yeah, I feel like I was just a little bit naive at the time. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I completed it, so something worked out. Yeah, did you have any running experience back then? No. No? I didn't. I, I actually haven't. I didn't start running until about two years ago, like when I moved to Vermont. Wow, good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. And you have an ultra marathon already under your belt. I do. I just, I fell in love with trail running. That, yeah, uh, that's what, that's what started it all. Yeah. And I mean, I I remember Kyle was saying you guys were really hitting the miles towards the end of the trail, too. So you had that behind you as well. Um, Towards the end of your AT hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were um, we were doing some big days in the 100 mile wilderness for sure. Mm -hmm. We were pulling. I don't think we did any under 20 maybe maybe one day under 20 but yeah we were we were doing big days it was the 100 mile wilderness was beautiful but it was also super humbling and super tough i bet um are you are are you guys in agreement about maine being the eh, 
sort of kind of the worst date just because of your mental state, not just because. Of... I think it's kind of biased because I'm from Maine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, Fair enough. <laughs> but um, I, I, I love Maine because um, it's my home for one. And I was looking forward to um, summiting Katahdin with my dad. But uh, no, Maine was probably the toughest state out of all of them, I would say. All right. Is that because of its terrain or because at that point you got about 2,000 miles under you and you're exhausted or both? I believe it's it probably is both. Um, you know, you're you're kind of at that point, you kind of want the trail to be over with. But at the same time, it's like you've made so many great memories out there. And you don't want it to end. It's really bittersweet. And I think it was just a combination of, yes, having like 2,000 miles behind us. And we kind of had some crappy weather. It rained a lot in the 100-mile wilderness. That and was a very actually, rainy year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was definitely some flooding, especially in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I would say it's a combination of both the – you know, the terrain and, and just the weather and mm-hmm. just that it was the end of the trail. So you're kind of getting burnt out. Understandable. I mean, for anybody, really, uh, yeah. even though if you just love every second of it, you are, your body's just done. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it, it was so. getting cold too. That was another thing. I was going to ask, you know? when did you guys finish? We finished on October 1st, and I started April 15th. Okay. All right. So it took me about, I think it was 161 days, like five and a half months. So I finished um, about a month longer than it took Kyle to finish because he started in May. Right. Okay. And then we asked Kyle the same question, but... Where did you guys meet? How did that happen? As we know, the rest is history, but give us the origin story. We're making sure you guys, you know, think of <laughs> well, verifications. So I had, it was, I had taken a zero in a town called Buena Vista in Virginia. The reason I took a zero is because it was July 4th, but the next day I got dropped off at the trailhead and I see this guy hiking across the road towards me with a shirt off. It wasn't Kyle. It was uh, another friend of ours, Mullet Mike. Yes. Is his trail name. And so I was kind of hiking with Mullet Mike, and we were exchanging stories. He was telling me about Kyle, and he thought we would we would get along good. And so it was getting towards the end of the day, and it was pouring rain. I'll never forget the last mile. I just booked it to the shelter. I was running. And uh, uh, at this point, I was ahead of Mullet Mike. But when I got to the shelter, lo and behold, there was Kyle sitting in it. <laughs> and um, we just kind of started talking and we all we all hit it off. And when, you know, we were all around like the same age, had, you know, similar interests. And we just got along really well. You could tell we clicked you could tell we clicked like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And I, at this point I was kind of, I noticed that they had a faster pace than I did, which was kind of really discouraging because I really wanted to, 
I really wanted to keep up with them and stay with these guys, um, try and finish the trail out with them, which is tough when you're just in Virginia and you've got, <laughs> got to make it to Maine. Yeah. Um, I sort of had an injury that was like hindering me. And so it was just kind of discouraging, but we ended up, I guess you could say as a group hiking together every day around Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania is when we actually all stuck together. Mm -hmm. But there were points of the trail where they were ahead of me and it was just a game of catch up for me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's how we met. That's awesome. And Boiling you, Springs. Yeah, Boiling Springs. Oh, memories for us. <laughs> yes. It's a great trail town. Oh, yeah, it is for sure. And then yeah. as you're going north, you just go right into the Cumberland Valley. So it's such smooth sailing. Yeah, I remember it was raining a lot. Like, basically through all of Pennsylvania. That, Like you said, that was a very uh, rainy year Yeah. Um, on the Appalachian Trail. I think I got, I got rained on a stretch in like the Tennessee, North Carolina area, I got rained on for nine days straight. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. That hardens anybody. I mean, that that's almost quitting time if that had continued. I was going to say, God bless you for continuing. Yeah, trust me, there were, there were many times I, I thought about throwing the towel in, but um, I stuck it out. I just kind of always had the vision of summiting Catan with my dad, like in the front of my mind, and that's really what pushed me and motivated me. And when you, when you go on a through hike, I mean, you sacrifice so much, you know, mm-hmm. like for most people, you have to quit your job. You save so much money, like you have to travel out there. And so that was, that was also what drove me to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, actually a question that I don't think either of us crank had ever asked any of our, um, folks that have come on was there a a breaking point where you said if this does not stop or if I don't get better that's it there were a couple there are actually a couple of those um they were in the beginning um I can tell you a story so in Georgia I believe it was called Blue Mountain Shelter I believe I've told this story before but uh it's a pretty good story or a bad story, however you. <laughs> it seems it seems like all the bad stories out there eventually turn into good stories when you're telling them. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Um, but so I was in Georgia, Blue Mountain Shelter. I think it was up at like four thousand feet, something like that. But I was staying in the shelter that night with another guy, and it was pouring rain, very cold rain, and the wind was just blowing like it had to have been like 50 mile an hour winds that was blowing the rain directly into the shelter so I was bundled up in like literally all my clothes and honestly I don't think I had the proper quilt I don't even know what it was rated to but it was like 50 degrees or something like that so you know I was I didn't get any sleep that night and I was like shivering the entire night. But the guy next to me, he must have gotten norovirus or something like that the entire night. He was um, throwing up profusely, like out of the shelter. And I was in my sleeping bag thinking, you know what, like, 
I've got a bad right now, but this guy next to me just has it so much worse. And perspective. And it was it was even so bad that there were people in their hammocks hung up in their in their hammocks outside of the shelter. And when I woke up in the morning, like they were nowhere to be found. Like like the hammocks were empty, just swinging from the tree. Some guy had left his pack in the shelter and said he was going to hike down. His brother was going to pick him up and he'd come get his gear like another day. (laughs) It was that bad. Oh, man. And um, so I'm making my way down the mountain. Basically, it was still like very windy and rainy. And I was kind of getting blown over a little bit by the wind. But when I made it down um, to the gap, I just thought to myself, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I just don't know if I want to continue. And so I called my mom and she kind of, even though she was, she was worried about me being out there. She encouraged me to, to stay out. And she said, get into town, get something to eat, get a hotel room, you know, just, and then wake up the next day and make your decision. It's a good mom. Yeah. Go mama (laughs) flossy. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was, that was one of the times I thought about throwing in the towel and that was very early on. Like that was, I want to say 50, 50 or 60 miles in maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wow, you were almost yeah. done with Georgia at that point. <clears throat> yeah. So that was one of the times I thought about quitting, but I'm glad I decided not to. Um, it's one then... of those things where if you did, that would alter your history so much and yeah, looking exactly. back we'll alternate like, timeline out there that's right. never met kyle never yeah, would have exactly. moved never yeah exactly no yeah things happen for a reason for sure that's right um but um and then there was another time in virginia around the 700 mile mark um it was around mcafee knob i'm sure you guys are familiar with yes yeah. that area it was just you know, they call it the Virginia blues. It was, I was kind of by myself. (laughs) It was, (laughs) it was really lonely and it was, it was pretty hot. And I don't know. I was just kind of just felt down and out. And again, I had another conversation with my mom (laughs) and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And I decided to keep on going. So I think those are really the only two times mm-hmm. I thought about quitting. But then once I clicked up with like Kyle and Mullet Mike and another one of our buddies, Indy, and it was, it was smooth sailing. I was, I was in for the long haul. We were, we were having fun at that point. And I feel like it took some, um, some of the worry off my mom as well <laughs> that, yeah, that I was with a group and, well, so, I, yeah. I think we need to have Mama Flossie on, on the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's out. great, though. Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, um, just doing that alone has got to be <clears throat> brutal wow. mentally. It depends on the person, though, too. For yeah, s- on, honestly, I, I went out there to to meet people, you know. to You find yourself, I guess you can say, in the real world constantly, like on your phone and distracted by other things that don't really matter. So I was kind of looking for a way to get out there and meet new people and, you know, kind of live like a more 
spontaneous lifestyle, I guess you could say you, you know, you're going to sleep in a different place every night. And then, you know, you're waking up in a different place. You're seeing all these. There's constant newness, even though it's the same trail. Wow. That was brutal. Constant (laughs) newness. Um, (laughs) No, I gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure. You're a hundred percent right. So maybe so, let's transition, shall we? Yeah, I was just sure. gonna say. All right, see, see, we we we've been friends for we're, too we're long. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> wavelength. Um, so let's talk about the PCT and the prep. So Kyle told us that you have a freaking. You are probably in the best shape of your life. You're like Captain America right now, as you know. We mentioned um, you're you're doing this four miles every four hours, so that's a testament to your physical ability at the moment. What else are you doing for training? Um, I've really just been running and hiking. I've only been on one backpacking trip so far with Kyle, just to kind of test out our new gear. But I would say that when I'm out there hiking, I also try to prepare mentally because when i'm out there hiking like um i'm constantly thinking about the pct so um when i'm out there mentally i'm just kind of putting myself in scenarios like in my head while i'm training about you know what am i gonna do if we run into a fire closure Mm -hmm. what am i what am i gonna do if i encounter a dangerous animal what am i gonna do if I encounter bad weather and, you know, the experience from the Appalachian trail has, you know, I kind of, I know sort of how to adapt in some of those situations, but also I've been out West, but I've never hiked out West. And mm-hmm. this is just going to be a complete, a completely new experience for me. So, you know, I think physically I'm there, you can only do so much mentally until you're actually out there. You know, I feel like, you know, you can prepare physically for it, but the mental aspect is, is something that you have to encounter when you're actually out there Mm -hmm. and you never, you never know what situation you might be put in and you might not even know what to do until you're put in that situation. So, you know, the, the ment the mental part of it is the hardest part to train for for sure that's like 80 percent of a hike is mental yeah i know yeah that yeah it's something that i definitely need to work on as well crank is is darn good at that stuff i gotta tell you <laughs> i could go right now like, <laughs> that's it. hell yeah cranky but you're it's facing the unknown exactly and, and once you get into it even your first night each step you take, there's a little bit less unknown and that you, I'm sure will improve and, and whatever nervousness, whatever mental stuff you're dealing with right now will will dissipate very rapidly. Like the first step, you guys think you, yep. you guys will be fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the anxiety and the nervousness turns into like your routine, you know, you just get used yep. to it while you're out there. Now, you start in Campo. That's the southern terminus, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, I hear both for the PCT and the CDT that getting to these southern terminuses are kind of a challenge. So how are you guys doing this? Well, we got lucky and 
actually one of our friends just moved to San Diego. So it's actually um, somebody Kyle went to high school with. And that's so great. he just moved moved to San Diego, which that's where we'll be flying into. Mm-hmm. And so we got really lucky with that. And he'll be driving us to the start of the trail. That's so, awesome. Well yeah, done. No, it, yeah, it is awesome. Great. Oh, that, that takes it, away so much anxiety. No, it does. It's funny how things work out like that. Yeah, I know that there are buses, like you take a bus and then a taxi and an Uber and this and that. You can walk there. I mean, there's <laughs> just yeah. so many ways. And the CDT yeah. worse because it's oh, I, a lot more remote. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, we. Uh, it would have been a hassle and a pain to try and get shuttles and stuff. And, you know, we've we've had other people reach out, too, to try and help us. So I didn't think it was ever going to come to taking a shuttle. Mm-hmm to the start of the trail or, you know, worrying about where you're going to stay the night before because Kyle's got some great fans who are, <laughs> who are just willing to help. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. The, the fan base he's created. So. Yeah. Everyone kind of, kind of becomes family. I mean, you found that probably hiking the AT. I mean, you had, you created your family from, it, from the AT. Exactly. That, that, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. You know, out there just to see the generosity and the kindness from people, you know, PCT will be, you know, trail magic, water caches, all of that. Just, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's it's really just awesome what the trail angels do for hikers. I hope to one day be able to return the favor. So, oh, I'm, oh, sure. I'm sure you guys absolutely will. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> So this is going to be your first experience, extensive. Ex- I know you said you went out west, but this is going to be your first ex- um, extensive experience in the desert. What are you doing for your fragile New England skin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know how to prepare for the desert until I'm out there. I'm going to be right. completely honest. I did live. I'm not a stranger to the heat because I did live in Georgia for four years and the okay. hu- the humidity is just insane down there. Yes, it is. And um, I worked for like a moving company down there. So I was doing physical labor in that heat. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know the best way to <laughs> to kind of get myself ready for the desert. It's just going to be... And it's, it kind of sucks because, you know, it's 700 miles of the trail. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I guess, you know, bring your sunscreen and drink more than you need, than you think you need to. Yeah, because exactly. That, that dry heat is there. It's true about the dry heat. Everyone says dry heat. It's so bloody true. Um, and you don't realize how dehydrated you are after a while. Yeah, the sunscreen, sunscreen is definitely a must. It's going to be it's going to be tough to get into the practice of putting that on every day, but it, yeah. you, you've got to do it. And also electrolytes going to be using a lot of, you know, element. Electri- yeah. Elements. Plug. Element. <laughs> Plugging element. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a lot of, um, electrolyte mix. And yeah, I think I'll, I'll have six liters of water capacity. Okay. I don't okay. want to, I don't want to carry that per se but if it comes down to it and i absolutely need to then yes i will and um also the backpacking trip we just went on recently 
I kind of loaded up on the water to try and get myself used to the carry of it. I think I was carrying four liters. Yeah. Four liters on the last backpacking trip we went on. So does that bring your weight up to, you know, Kyle geeks out on gear more than I do. I, I, I honestly don't even know my base weight. If I were to guess Kyle and I have a kind of similar gear. So I think he said his is at his base weight is 10, 10 pounds or somewhere around there. Um, so I, if I had to guess mine's probably around that too. That's, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, like Kyle's Kyle goes all out with the, he, he geeks about the gear. He, he's got spreadsheets and everything, <laughs> how, how much everything weighs. And I don't know. I just, I don't geek out over it as much as he does, well, but, um, I do know my pack's light. <laughs> right. That's what I can tell you. Well, it's interesting. It, it just shows the different mentality between you both. You, you guys work very well together. So he's more, um, graph oriented. So what do you geek out on? Um, the physical aspect, the challenge yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. That's right. more of, I feel like, you know, I like going out there and pushing myself. Like <laughs> I think, Kyle said it like he's going to have to really slow me down the first week or two because I know I'm just I'm going to be so stoked to be out there and just I don't know I I geek out on challenging myself Mm -hmm. obviously with the ultra marathons I've done and this challenge I'm doing now but no Kyle's more of the logistics the planner you know that that's his strong suit he likes to challenge himself as well obviously or we wouldn't both be doing this right but that's a big reason I'm out there just to see what I've got, you know, what's, what's in me, <laughs> how far I can push myself. So yeah, that, that's what I geek out on for sure. Perfect. Yeah. You guys <clears throat> seem to be a fantastic pair and complement each other. Well, well, we just, we don't take it too seriously as you yep. can see in the videos, you know, like we're out there to have fun and fool around and, <laughs> And, you know, it is, it is like a, even though you're putting in a lot of work, it is a vacation. So you got to have fun with it. Yes. And I think a lot of people forget that too. We are disappointed whenever we roll up to a shelter and it's already occupied because that means we can't be obnoxious and silly and stupid as much as we would like. It always works out. We met some wonderful people on our last hike, but whenever we roll up to a shelter and there's people that were like, Damn, Damn it. we have to actually be <laughs> civilized. Talk yes. to people. I don't want to talk to people right now. <laughs> yeah, we're out here to not talk to people. So yeah, you got you guys seem cool. We would we would definitely get along out there on the trail. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so well, we'll we'll go out there. You know, we'll meet y'all out there. <laughs> <laughs> Depending um, on where you guys are. I was just gonna say we are gonna be out there in August. Yes. Yeah. Depend. You'll probably be up. They'll north be past north us, I of think. Tahoe at that point. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Where where are you guys where are you guys going? Yosemite. Yosemite. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh we got well, I'll get your opinion on this. I know Kyle more nerds out on this, but we have been bitching on this podcast about the permitting system with the parks. And we were fortunate enough to get permits for Half Dome. But what has it been like for you guys to get um permits for the pct and and then what is your opinion on the permitting system 
You, if you have uh, an opinion. <laughs> if you have an opinion. Yeah. yeah, well, um, we really, we just got really lucky, honestly. So the PCT, they have two dates that you can get permits and it's only for like a certain amount of time during that day that you can get them. Wow. And, um, I forget when, I forget when the first, um, trial was, or I don't know what you want to call it. Like the lottery. first pit, lottery, lottery was, mm-hmm. but, um, Kyle got the day that we're going out there this year. And I got, a later day on the first one. And then in January, they had a second lottery. We just got lucky enough to both get it the same day. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I understand the permits, you know, the permits are, you know, to protect the PCT, to protect an area from, you know, overuse. And it's all, the permits are also used to, sort of spread people out throughout the season on the trail. So, you know, it was a little bit of a hassle. We definitely got lucky, but I do understand the permits, you know, especially as the PCT and really all through hiking is getting more popular. So there are more and more people every year who want to go and hike it. So no, I definitely understand. So, yeah, I mean, we're not fans of it but we understand the logic um even though we're section hikers we plan our section hikes around where we think people will not be Mm -hmm. it's great to meet people out there but i've been on the at when it's super crowded and yes it can be really because i started in the bubble like when i when i started mine so it, it was tough to find camping spots and sometimes shelters were you know, a lot of people in the shelter, no room and not the best places to set your tent up. So mm. yeah, it's, we're starting a little bit later, so I don't think we'll run into as many people. Probably not. Yeah. You guys are starting next month in May. Yep. You know, and even though it's getting more popular, there's not as many people out there. It's not like the AT. Yeah. I feel like probably the AT is, is more, more popular, but the, the PCT is definitely, catching up it is Mm. for sure yeah frank i was i was thinking about this um permits are pretty much unless you're doing himalayas are exclusively a united states thing um okay i didn't know i didn't know that i don't i honestly i honestly don't know a lot about the permits but i do i understand why the pct does it but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i was i was thinking about it when i was doing the hikes my hikes in in europe there are no permits like for the the tour de mont blanc one of the most popular trail in europe um no no permits but they are less campers they don't set up their tents um there are some tent folks but you have to call early and reserve these huts every day so, so it's like a de facto, even permit. though there's not, yeah, yeah, because exactly. it's based on the huts, right? Exactly. So I guess to claim your spot to sleep, there's your permit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, unless you're hiking Everest. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, don't don't hike I, Everest. No, I don't ever. No, I, I like my life. I wanna. Yes. <laughs> I don't yep. blame you. <laughs> 
No, I, I wouldn't go to that extreme. Yeah, I did a whole episode um, last summer. Tumbles was hiking in Europe, and I took the opportunity to research a little bit about Everest and, and did an episode on the disaster that was 2011 up there. Not mm. not good. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I've watched some documentaries about it. I mean, kudos to the people who go and do it and actually summit it. That's that's an amazing yeah. accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. Not something I would I would want to do ever. Um, <laughs> no, so, I'm with you. Awkward transition time. Um, <laughs> tell us about your ultra marathon. So this is something that we have on our bucket list. I, I don't know when it'll happen. It'll happen before we die. But where was it? Um, how long? How did you train? And then did it help or hurt your hiking? We tried an ultra. We failed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. It's it's definitely a humbling experience. <laughs> I learned that very quick. But um, my ultra was September 11th of last year. It was in um, Groton, Vermont. Oh, wow. Um, and I believe it's like state-owned um, forest that they had it in. And let's see. It was... It might have been, I think it was 26.5 miles, which, what's what's a regular marathon? 26.2? Yeah. So that's why it's classified as an ultra. Yep, that's anything, awesome. it counts. Yes. Anything above a marathon. Yeah, it does count, which is cool. And also, you know, you throw mountains in, into I was going to say, too. it's not like the Philadelphia Marathon where you're running on flat road for 26 yeah, miles. Yeah, we kind of we kind of chose the easiest the marathon we could find. <laughs> yeah, this was um, 5,000 foot elevation gain throughout the whole throughout the whole thing, which is pretty nuts <laughs> for especially for my first first one ever. Yeah. I think I was I was pretty cocky. Not gonna lie, I was. <laughs> too cocky for my own good i think the the i didn't do enough training that was that's what it came down to i didn't spend enough time out on the trail training i did more of road runs i didn't do a whole lot of elevation and i think the most miles i did before i went out there was like 16 which it was it was kind of tough for me because I really wanted to do this ultra, but I was work I was working for a moving and storage company, so it's a lot of. I was working the the summer is our busiest time, so I was working a lot, and also it's very strenuous work. Yeah. So it was yeah it was hard for me to get out and train properly for this ultra. So that was the reason. That was the reason I wasn't fully prepared for it. And also, it wasn't just a simple loop. It was kind of a very complicated map that I didn't study beforehand. <laughs> I looked at it for maybe 10 minutes before I did it. So I ended up... It's like the Barclays. You did your own Barclay <laughs> marathon. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I love, I love the that documentary about the Barkley marathon. I know it's I've, I, I've watched it like multiple times, but, um, so I ended up doing like 30 miles in total because I got turned around at one spot. And then at another spot, it was a three mile, like loop around a pond, 
Well, I did that loop twice. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You, you was... should have gotten automatically, like, the winner. You did the most miles. <laughs> yeah. I know. I wish it worked that way. I think 27 people enter or were running in the race, and I got 14th. 27? I, yeah. That's so small. Yeah, I finished... Um, well, there aren't a lot of people in Vermont. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, fair it enough. Rotten Vermont tumbles. Yeah. So I want to interrupt you for a we second. So you, <laughs> you said you know you were cocky going into this. You're only cocky if you can't do it. And I watched Kyle's video until you got lost. Weren't you like in second or third place? And weren't you like leading at some points? Um, I never led. There, okay. was this, there was this guy that was just on another level. I could tell from the beginning. I was like, this guy's going to win it all. Like, <laughs> I couldn't keep up with him. But um, to answer your question, yes, I was in second for, like, a good portion of the race. Damn. May maybe, maybe 10 miles of it. Yeah. But because of the lack of training, I got a knee injury from it and had to stop running at mile 20 so i had to i had to hike um like six miles of it plus plus the extra loop around that pond i also had to hike around so i think my i think i finished in i think it was six hours 13 and going That's into so pretty it, impressive oh thank you appreciate that <laughs> Um, I think going into it, my goal was to finish in, you know, five, five and a half hours. So I wasn't, you know, with everything that off. Yeah, with everything that went wrong, I'd say I did pretty good. It was definitely a humbling experience. And, you know, that's what happens when you do something for the first time. You know, you just learn from your mistakes. And so I feel like my training has been a lot more thorough for the PCT. So, yeah, that's kind of what the ultra top <laughs> the funny thing is i i signed up for two ultras i think the other i signed up for the one in groton and then i had another one like a month later that that's kind of what i mean by i was cocky <laughs> Got, all right gotcha. yeah i signed up for another one a month later thinking i could do it but there well, was, when your I, endorphins are just going crazy after finishing the first one, you're like, yes, we're ready for the second one. And then your joints start killing you. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I kind of geek out over the challenge of it. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the endorphins were definitely <laughs> were definitely running. But I mean, so, do, you, do you remember how, what our elevation was, Crank, for the half in Stowe? It was something silly. It was like 2,000 oh. feet. Yeah, yeah, it was between two and three thousand feet, and that, and it was a half marathon. Yeah, it was horrible. In, in Stowe at um the on track. Trap. Yep. Yeah, I did. Um, I did half of that as well. Um, in preparation for the, for the ultra that I did, I did like fifteen miles. Yeah, fifteen miles of it. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's cool. What did you think of that course? Oh, that's I mean, really, it might be a different course, but that's than a really what we did. Yeah, that's a really cool course. I I did get turned around because it wasn't I, at the beginning. It was it was kind of confusing a little bit, and obviously it wasn't marked when I was doing it. Okay. But, okay. Um. Yeah. It's 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 no joke for sure. 
I think I no nightmares one. afterwards. That's <laughs> yeah. So like the yeah, you have that like well, we call it the hiker hobble, but I guess you know it's like the running hobble afterwards. You can't walk right for a couple of days. It's pretty intense. It was. I th- we were not ready. I mean, I know I certainly wasn't ready for the the uh, elevation. Trying yeah, to no, run, ele- it, trying to run it. You know. Yeah, the elevation. I I also learned that I probably shouldn't have like like my strong suit is going uphill. And, you know, I thought I could kill it on the uphills, but instead I just killed my knees. <laughs> yeah. And hiking uphills and running uphills, two very different things. Yes. And I found that out very quick. <laughs> and uh, going down was going down's more tough for me. More. Yes. Definitely hurt, hurts my knees a lot more. And 100%. I mean, no, that's cool. That's I'm the cool. Opposite. <laughs> yeah. Tumbles is the exact opposite. Like, <laughs> So when I, all of our hikes, I start out leading on the way out if we're doing a summit. And then on the way back, I'm like a quarter mile behind at least. <laughs> yeah, everybody's different. For sure. So I don't know if it was your idea or Kyle's idea, but I loved the premise of the video that you guys did for that. And if you haven't watched it, dear listeners out there, um, go watch it. And the premise was... You guys are trying to figure out if running, doing an ultra like that would help or hurt the hiking or make no impact. So what was your conclusion as the one who actually ran the thing? Well, I think at the time it hurt the hiking because I hurt myself yeah. <laughs> afterwards. But like I said, it also helped the hiking as I'm going into the PCT because I learned some valuable lessons out there, um, better ways to train. Um, I learned more about strength training, um, ways to do leg strength training to help build those muscles so you won't get injured. So I feel like I feel like it actually helped my hiking more um, from what you learned. Yeah, exactly what I learned out there. Do you think you'll do another one? Oh, for sure. I'm definitely doing another one. Anything on the radar? Well, anything that you're interested in doing? No, nothing on the radar right now. Um, It's going to be busy for a couple months, Tumbles. (laughs) No, I was just seeing if there's anything on the list that he would like to do. Yes, long term. I'm going to be looking for some in Maine uh, when I get back, definitely, because... I feel like I I love trail running just as much as I love hiking. You will definitely see me doing more ultra marathons. Excellent. Awesome. You will be coming back to Maine after or to the Northeast after your hike? Or are you going to Globetrot with uh, Kyle? (laughs) No, I'll I'll be ending up back in Maine for for a little bit. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Cool. So, Crank, shall we we do the... Our most favorite question? Yes. So we blatantly... (laughs) We rip off your friend. (laughs) Yes, we blatantly rip off... um, Oh, all right. This is my thing, and I don't care that Tumbles is like, what the fuck is this? I'm doing it anyway. Um, (laughs) So any AT through hikers... Will you um, stop with the fucking question? <laughs> I'm kidding. Ask, I'm kidding. And I, I even forget the the like the count now. What did you think of if you even remember it? 
See, see, she's shaking her head. What did you think of Mount Race in Massachusetts, if you even remember it? Honestly, I don't even remember it. Not going to (laughs) lie. Okay. (laughs) I think Kyle said the same thing. Yes, it's insignificant and stupid. It all, it all becomes a, you know, some of it all just becomes a blur, you know, when you hike that many miles. No, I, I don't remember Mount Race. Good. All right. So, okay, you made Tumbles happy. But, <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this up. We blatantly rip off Kyle. I know you already shared one trail tale. Um, do you have another that you would like to share to close this out before you have to go hike, run another four miles? <laughs> Um, sure. I'm going to try and pick one that maybe I haven't shared before. All right. Getting the inside um, scoop on the Rocks and Roots podcast. <laughs> Only here, folks. So, so I'll tell you leading up to the event first. So in Virginia, um, right around Damascus, I got shin splints, which is a hor. If you've ever had shin splints, they're horrible. And that was my first experience with them. So I get to Damascus and not going to lie, I was literally in tears and I had only hiked like eight miles that day, but I was like, I've, I've got to get off the trail for a little bit. And so luckily I have an uncle that lives in Virginia who wasn't very far. So I was able to take a Greyhound to his place, take a week off. And then he drove me back to Damascus. But when I got back on trail right off the bat, like a mile a mile or two in i'm going across this bridge and i don't know it's probably like 10 feet up in the air and i thought i was being careful thought i was being cautious the bridge was super slippery and i fell off the bridge Shit. <laughs> oh my God. yeah down, and there was a there was a stream down below me and it happened in like the blink of an eye but uh All I remember is I closed my eyes and I turned my back towards the ground. So I'd like the backpack would. Yeah. Would like, you know, break. Yeah. Brace Mm -hmm. the fall. That's amazing that you were able to think of that like in midair. Oh, yeah. I know. I was just like, I'm pretty good at falling, honestly. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like when I snowboard and stuff, like I'm able to get right back up on my board after I fall. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's just a strength of mine. But. Yeah, so, but my head literally landed, like, right between two rocks, and uh, my hat flew off my head down the stream, I had to go retrieve it, but, you know, it really opened my eyes, I was like, this whole time you've been complaining about your shin splints, and you know what, it could be a whole lot worse, you know, I could have just, I could have been concussed, I could have you know, something really bad could have happened. And, you know, I was just very thankful in that moment. So it was a horrible moment at the time, but I definitely learned something from it to um, definitely don't take it for granted when you're out there because, you know, somebody else has got it worse than you. So I guess that's my story. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I tried gone sorry I, I just i tried to think of one that i haven't told like five times and that that one just came to mind so i mean That's how long perfect. did it take you to get back to your sorts and get back on trail oh probably like 
I don't know, five, ten minutes. I, I just kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, I sat on the side of the trail for a minute and just kind of gathered myself because, you know, I was just thinking the whole time, well, that could have, that could have gone really bad. And like, mm-hmm. I, I just had to get off a trail off of the trail. And now I just fell off like a 10 foot bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of put things in perspective for me. Wow. Well, we're glad you're fine. <laughs> and once again, you know, it led the way to meeting friends and now going on this amazing trip coming up. Yeah. We're less uh, than a month away. Um, yeah. until your trip now, right? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. The ner- the, ner- the nerves are starting to kick in. You guys are going to be fine. It, it's the fear of the unknown. And as soon as that starts to become less unknown, you guys are going to be great. And we look forward to tuning in. Kyle told us about, you know, his video plans. So we look forward to living vicariously through you guys all summer. Cool. Thank you guys for following along. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's greatly appreciated for sure. Now, Flossie, do you have socials you would like to plug for yourself? Sure. Right. I've got an Instagram and it's too much floss. So it's T O O underscore much underscore floss. All right. Too much floss. And of course, follow Flossie and Kyle's adventures on the PCT on I'm... Kyle's YouTube. Kyle yeah, is hiking. I'm, I'm Even... trying to get to 1,500 uh, followers before I hit the trail. So I All think right. I'm at 1,300 right now. Listeners, go on right now onto Instagram yep. and smash that like button. <laughs> smash that follow button. Yeah. yeah. And the like button. Yes. Do it up. All of the buttons. Smash them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fossey, it was absolutely a pleasure to chat with you. And like I told Kyle last week, good luck. You won't need it, but good luck anyway. And we look forward to chatting with you while you're on trail. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun. Our pleasure. Yeah. All right, friends, you heard it all in the intro. This has been Cranky and Tubbles and Flossie wishing you a good night. Bye.